Shravanam Diaries Podcast Hare Krishna everyone, we are continuing to read the Bhagavad Gita as it is, the book by His Divine Grace, Srila A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, Chapter 3, Karma Yoga, Text 37 Shri Bhagavan Uvacha Kama Esha Krodha Esha Rajoguna Samudbhava Mahashano Mahapapma Vidhyenam Iha Vairinam The Supreme Personality of Godhead said It is lust only, Arjuna, which is born of contact with the material mode of passion and later transformed into wrath and which is the all-devouring, sinful enemy of this world. Wow. As you remember yesterday, we stopped at a cliffhanger where Arjuna asked the Lord that why is it that one is impelled to sinful acts, even unwillingly, as if engaged by force? And today Krishna replies, it is lust only. So, purport by His Divine Grace. When a living entity comes in contact with the material creation, his eternal love for Krishna is transformed into lust. In association with the mode of passion, or in other words, the sense of love of God becomes transformed into lust as milk in contact with sour tamarind is transformed into yogurt. Then again, when lust is unsatisfied, it turns into wrath. Wrath is transformed into illusion and illusion continues the material existence. Mm -hmm. Therefore, lust is the greatest enemy of the living entity, and it is lust only which induces the pure living entity to remain entangled in the material world. Wrath is the manifestation of the mode of ignorance. These modes exhibit themselves as wrath and other corollaries. If, therefore, the mode of passion, instead of being degraded into the mode of ignorance, is elevated to the mode of goodness by the prescribed method of living and acting, then one can be saved from the degradation of wrath by spiritual attachment. Wow, this is such an important formula actually, Shil Prabhupada is giving here that this lust, which is the mode of passion, if it is elevated to the mode of goodness by the prescribed method of living and acting, you develop spiritual attachment 
and you're saved from the degradation of from lust into wrath, meaning to anger and frustration. Okay, next. The, the Supreme Personality of Godhead expanded himself into many, for he is ever-increasing spiritual bliss, and the living entities are parts and parcels of this spiritual bliss. They also have partial independence, but by misuse of their independence, when the service attitude is transformed into the propensity for sense enjoyment, they come under the sway of lust. This material creation is created by the Lord to give facility to the conditioned souls to fulfill these lustful propensities. And when completely baffled by prolonged lustful activities, the living entities begin to inquire about their real position. Hmm. This inquiry is the beginning of the Vedanta Sutras. Wherein it is said, Atato Brahma Jigyasa, one should inquire into the Supreme. And the Supreme is defined in Srimad Bhagavatam as Janmadhyasya Yatonvayad Itaratascha, or The origin of everything is the Supreme Brahman. Therefore, the origin of lust is also in the Supreme. Mm -hmm. mm. If, therefore, lust is transformed into love for the Supreme or transformed into Krishna consciousness or, in other words, desiring everything for Krishna, then both lust and wrath can be spiritualized. Hanuman, the great servitor of Lord Rama, exhibited his wrath by burning the golden city of Ravana, but by doing so he became the greatest devotee of the Lord. Here also, in Bhagavad Gita, the Lord induces Arjuna to engage his wrath upon his enemies for the satisfaction of the Lord. Therefore, lust and wrath, when they are employed in Krishna consciousness, become our friends instead of our enemies. Jai. Text 38 As fire is covered by smoke, as a mirror is covered by dust, or as the embryo is covered by by the womb. The living entity is simil similarly covered by different energies of this 
lost. Purport. There are three different degrees of covering of the living entity by which his pure consciousness is obscured. This covering is but lost under different manifestations like smoke in the fire, dust on the mirror and the womb about the embryo. When lust is compared to smoke, it is understood that the fire of the living spark can be a little perceived. In other words, when the living entity exhibits his Krishna consciousness slightly, he may be likened to the fire covered by smoke. Although fire is necessary where there is smoke, there is no overt manifestation of fire in the early stage. Right? In the beginning there's just smoke and a couple of uh, sparks and then slowly slowly the fire becomes bigger and the smoke mm. okay this stage is like the beginning of Krishna consciousness the dust on the mirror refers to a cleansing process of the mirror of the mind by so many spiritual methods the best progress the best process is to chant the holy names of the Lord. The embryo covered by the womb is an analogy illustrating a helpless position, for the child in the womb is so helpless that he cannot even move. This stage of living condition can be compared to that of the trees. The trees are also living entities, but they have been put in such a condition of life by such a great exhibition of lust that they are almost void of all consciousness. The covered mirror is compared to the birds and beasts and the smoke covered fire is compared to the human being. In the form of a human being, the living entity may revive a little Krishna consciousness, and if he makes further development, the fire of spiritual life can be kindled in the human form of life. By careful handling of the smoke in the fire, fire can be made to blaze. Therefore, the human form of life is a chance for the living entity to escape the entanglement of material existence. In the human form of life, one can conquer the enemy, lust by cultivation of Krishna Consciousness under able guidance. Text 39 Avrittam jnanam etena jnanino nitya vairina kamarupena kaunteya 
Thus, the wise living entity's pure consciousness becomes covered by his eternal enemy in the form of lust, which is never satisfied and which burns like fire. Purport It is said in the Manu Smriti that lust cannot be satisfied by any amount of sense enjoyment, just as fire is never extinguished by a constant supply of fuel. In the material world, the center of all activities is sex, and thus this material world is called Maithunya Agara, or the shackles of sex life. In the ordinary prison house, criminals are kept within bars. Similarly, the criminals who are disobedient to the laws of the Lord are shackled by sex life. Advancement of material civilization on the basis of sense gratification means increasing the duration of the material existence of a living entity. Therefore, this lust is the symbol of ignorance by which the living entity is kept within the material world. While one enjoys sense gratification, it may be that there is some feeling of happiness, but actually that so-called feeling of happiness is the ultimate enemy of the sense enjoyer. The ultimate enemy of the sense enjoyer. Hmm. I mean, also considering the fact that uh, how much more happiness is there in spiritual life and how much bliss and ecstasy is in experiencing love of Godhead, right? In the first verse, we read that our natural propensity is to love the Lord, but that is transformed into lust. Lust is like perverted love. And that's happiness we receive in this perverted love, in lust, is the enemy of ours. Because it blinds us, basically, right? Okay, last verse about... Um, yeah, last verse about the places, the sitting places of the lust. Text 40. Indriyani mano budhir asya dhishthanam ucchete etairvi moha yatyesha gyanam avritya dehinam the senses, the mind, and the intelligence are the sitting places of this lust. Through them, lust covers the real knowledge of the living entity and bewilders him. Hmm. Purport 
Oke. Okay. Hmm. Uh, the enemy has captured different strategic positions in the body of the conditioned soul. And therefore Lord Krishna is giving hints of those places. So that one who wants to conquer the enemy may know where he can be found. Mind is the center of all the activities of the senses. And thus when we hear about sense objects, the mind generally becomes a reservoir of all ideas of sense gratification and as a result the mind and the senses become the repositories of lust next the intelligence department becomes the capital of such lustful propensities now important point Intelligence is the immediate, next-door neighbor of the spirit soul. Later on, there will be a verse which will describe that. Uh, first, there's the matter, higher than the matter senses, then the mind, intelligence, and then the spirit soul. So here... Prabhupada says, intelligence is the immediate next-door neighbor of the spirit soul. Okay. Lusty intelligence influences the spirit soul to acquire the false ego and identify itself with matter and thus with the mind and senses. So, lusty intelligence influences us and we no longer feel ourselves as the spirit soul, as part and parcel of Krishna, as Satchitananda, as eternal, full of bliss and knowledge. We think that we are this body, we are this matter, we are this mind, we are the senses. Okay. The spirit soul becomes addicted to enjoying the material senses and mistakes this as true happiness. This false identification of the spirit soul is very nicely explained in the Srimad Bhagavatam 10.84.13. Esyatma buddhi kuna petridhatuke svadhi kalatradishu bhauma ijadhi yatirtha buddhi salilena karhichi. Quote, A human being who identifies this body made of the three elements with his self, who considers the byproducts of the body to be his kinsman, who considers the land of birth worshipable, and who goes to the place of pilgrimage simply to take a bath rather than meet men of transcendental knowledge there is to be considered like an ass or a cow unquote okay okay we're going to stop here for today but tomorrow krishna will be describing uh how to curb this great symbol of sin which is lust, 
how to slay this destroyer of knowledge of s- and self-realization. And then there will be this verse that I mentioned today about the um, gradation of like the senses, the mind, and then what is higher up and higher up. And then, oh, very, very important points. Oh, tomorrow we're finishing chapter three. Okay. Tomorrow will be the conclusion of this topic. So, yes, thank you so much for tuning in today. The link to this book is in the description. Please check out our website, shravanamdiaries.com. Read these books along with us and share them with all of your friends. And we shall see you tomorrow. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna.